Bombs, we do thank you. The role you play in our lives is so significant and so important. If you've got your mom with you right now, maybe just take a moment, reach over, give her a hug, blow a kiss to her, do something. Just say, thank you, mom. We are grateful for all of you. And I am immensely grateful. I'll just have to be honest. I don't normally take personal moments like this, but I am so thankful and so grateful for the mother of my children. Uh, I've told it before, so those who are regular know, um, the thought of raising children was actually pretty daunting and frightening to me. Um, The best part, and my hope at that moment was, I knew they had a very godly, Uh, very intelligent, as well as very beautiful mom. And I knew that she would step in. um, And our kids are grown um, these days and doing their own thing in their own lives, but they're still back and visiting with us. Uh, Carrie, I just want to thank you for filling in every gap that I created and making our kids and guiding and leading them to be the people they are today, honoring God as well as people and the people they love and care for. Thank you so much. And along those lines, as we were going through and looking at the series True Hope, and we captured that hope at Easter, that hope that comes from the death and resurrection of Christ and from the promise that he's coming back someday, on through the end of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we came to this little semi-obscure passage of Scripture where Paul gives what are basically typically in the Bible called household rules or household ordinances. It's basically a laundry list, which seems appropriate on Mother's Day, a laundry list of things you ought to do, things that should be a part of everyday living as a Christian, but it's it's transferable to every area of life. Let me read it to you for a moment and, and then we'll actually take a look at the individual things he says. So he encourages that whole church in Thessalonica. Warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, be patient with everyone, see to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good for one another and for all. Now, when you hit a list like this, obviously you kind of work right through it, but we hit it and we realized the timing was going to fall on Mother's Day and there was a temptation on the part of our team and a temptation on the part of me as teacher to say, look, you know what, let's just skip that. We'll we'll, we'll just do something unique for Mother's Day. But the more I thought about it and the more I thought about the times in my life, I have seen and witnessed somebody warning somebody who was idle. Somebody comforting the discouraged. Somebody helping the weak. Somebody being patient with everyone. Somebody who lives out and personifies seeing to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone. Someone who's always pursuing the good of one another and for everyone. I realize that unknowingly in the first century AD, in 52 AD, when the apostle Paul was penning these, They didn't have Mother's Day, but he wrote like the perfect description of what a mom does. The roles she fills and fulfills in our lives. The roles that we are thankful for 
as a result or repercussion of her actions. Not so much in the moment, but later when we look back and we reflect on her influence in our lives, we saw her fill these roles. So this little list here that I'm talking about is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, and I'm just going to walk through them pretty quickly. And I want to walk through them as a sense of appreciation. We saw this. Moms, when you influenced our lives, when you influenced our children's lives, when you're influencing our grandchildren's lives, when you're involved in the lives of the people that God has called you to influence, we've watched you do this. And we're grateful. We are thankful as you filled these roles. The mom who is a motivator, warn those who are idle. I thought about collecting a series of statements from pick up your socks, drink your milk, all the different things you have probably heard, you've probably listened. I, I, have the, I have the unique opportunity as pastor because I'm involved in a lot of the activities here at church and a lot of those behind scenes. And so I'm a lot of times in areas where there's lots of children and typically lots of moms at drop-offs and pickups and, and times like that. Like this morning, we had moms with muffins and so we had the moms bringing their kids to Bible study and stopping by and getting a muffin and having some fruit. Um, I was expecting something, you know, a little better than just muffins and and fruit. Um, But I was told that's reserved, guys, for Father's Day. Father's Day, we're doing donuts and kolaches with our kids. So that gives you something to look forward to. Um, It probably won't be quite as elaborate as it feels today. But dads, we're proud of you as well. So let me just say that if parenthetically you're feeling left out this morning. But I watch those moms and I'm around them. And all the encouragement, all the motivation that has to take place. Come on, let's go. Let's get in. Let's go. I mean, I think about it. I, I sit in my office and I can see out the window of my office into the parking lot where everybody's dropping off their preschoolers on Sundays and the rest of the days of the week. I mean, moms are super motivators. You're getting all those people together, all those little people together that don't always listen. And you're encouraging them and helping them and, and motivating them. And not just to come to church or come to preschool or come to some children's activity. You're doing it every day. Whether school's at your dining room table or school's at a government facility off campus from your house, you're there and you're making sure they're moving, making sure they're going. You're giving the beginning taste of what it means to be a productive part of society. And we're grateful for that. We're grateful for the way you influence your children. And then the counselor. Mom, the counselor. Comfort the discouraged. I would watch this with my wife so many times. Fortunately, God gave me enough wisdom with that when the kids were truly discouraged and the kids truly needed some encouragement, I was smart enough to either be at the office or stay quiet if I happened to be there when it was going on. She had a way of comforting and speaking love into our kids that most of us just don't have, especially most of us guys. Even to this day as adults, if they are in need of comfort, if it's been a bad day at work or something's gone wrong in the business, it's their mother they turn to. Now, I don't want you to feel like you can't call me if you have a serious issue this week. I am your pastor after all. But I'll just tell you, you might be better off, if you're truly discouraged today, you might be better off talking to Carrie than to me. 
because she has that sympathetic counselor heart and she has the words of wisdom that make that possible. And helping the weak. You know, both of our kids were deeply involved in sports and athletics and, and they were participating in all the time. And if you have kids in athletics, then you already know this. One of the most important people to have a connection with actually isn't the head coach. It's the trainer. Because if you have children in athletics, you're going to spend a good proportion of your time and your finances dealing with accidents and injuries and hurts and pains and slashes and gases and not gases. I I meant to say gashes. Well, that's not even better, is it? Well, you all get what I mean. My mom's moms may not have a degree in kinesiology, but they are like intuitively trainers. They know how to motivate. They know how to comfort. But they also know how to say, okay, yeah, I know you're hurting. But this is how you get back up. And, and this is how you take the next step. One of, about half of our staff is, is mothers. And the other half of us are grateful for mothers. Um, and so it's not uncommon to have kids in the office. And one of the little boys was in the office this past week. And he came up and he was talking to me like he always does. And then he held out his arm. He wanted me to see his band-aid. And he looked at me and says, Pastor James, it's a man's Band-Aid. <laughs> he has multiple sisters. He's the, only, he's the only son in the family. And I thought, some mom, well, actually, I knew which mom it was, went to the store, was going through the aisle with the myriad of Band-Aids and other things to help with the injuries that happen in life and made the decision to pick up a boy's decorated band-aid so that her son could have bulldozers or dinosaurs instead of carnations and bees. And I thought, I'm proud of that mom. She's a good trainer. They think about us. And I know that's not woke, but that's okay. Welcome to the not woke church because we're not going to play those games. Boys are boys, girls are girls, and moms know the difference, and moms take care of them appropriately. They're the trainers. They're the ones we depend on so many times. And being patient, I don't even know if we need to say that. I titled that as the role of being mediator because it seems like to me, especially when I'm watching drop off and pick up, that there's a whole lot of mediation that has to happen. If two kids can find anything to disagree about, they will every single time. And moms are the mediators. They're the ones who are stepping into the middle of that. They're the ones that are helping. And they have immense patience. I mean, even when your children become adults, they're going to try your patience. Don't pick on mine too much. They're both here today for Mother's Day. But they're here every week as well. And I'm grateful for that. But it's like when it comes to the kids, there's just this open depth and resource of patience. Most of us probably experienced patience by watching our moms work in our lives. They're the ones that help us resolve our conflicts and and they're the ones who help us sort through our stresses and the difficulties and they, they help us learn how to mediate life because life isn't always easy. And this is where I think their prayer comes in so importantly because all the time we're trying to sort through that on this plane in this world, our moms are praying for us 
They're doing what the Bible calls intercession. It's, it's prayer that somebody doesn't know about, but it's for that other person. They're not praying for themselves. They're praying for their children. And they're doing it incessantly all the time, around the clock. And they reflect and reveal God's patience to us. So that it makes sense when we talk about trusting in God's love and trusting in a God who cares for us. We've experienced it in our families. And that's how these young babies will grow up and know, okay, I can count on God. I can, I can count on God when I'm not my best because I've watched my mom love me in spite of myself. I've watched my mom care for me when I've tested her patience to the fullest extent. One of our young families told me this morning, the dad told me that I gave the speech this morning. He said, what speech did you give this morning? He said, I got the speech. It's Mother's Day. Let this be the one day you behave for a few hours. <laughs> See, patience was already shallow, shallow, just trying to help prepare some buffer and intermediate response for his mediator wife who was taking care and gonna guide the kids. Patient with everyone. This is my favorite one. I didn't know what to title it. Y'all know my tendency to watch Westerns and like things all Western. Um, See to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone. And the more I thought about that, the only image that came to my mind was Matt Dillon, Gunsmoke. Marshal, U.S. Marshal of Dodge City. Standing in the street, a lynch mob on one side, somebody presumably guilty on the other side, and he's standing there saying, get out of Dodge. We're not lynching anybody this week. I don't know if you've ever seen brothers and sisters go at it, but it can be pretty close to a lynch mob. And mom's usually the one that's standing in between. She's usually the one saying, no, we're not going to take revenge. My worst moment as a dad was when I did not have the ability to secure this. And one kid was crying because another kid hit him. And I finally just said, well, go take care of it. Never should have said that. A mom would never say that. They know how to keep us from repaying evil with evil to other people. They're the sheriff, yes, and that may be one of the things we don't appreciate at the time. But later in life, when it's a colleague who's doing that to us and we can't hardly stand it and we want to retaliate and we hear our mom say in the background of our head, be nice, be kind, be patient, Live the fruit of the Spirit. The Bible says that as we know Christ, he develops love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control into our lives. When we hear that in the back of our mind, and we hold back, and we don't throw the cup of coffee at our colleague, we typically can have a mom to thank. She stepped in there as the sheriff, as the officer, as the lawkeeper, who ultimately made our lives better, which is my favorite verse of the whole part. Always pursue, verse 15, what is good for one another and for all. She's that ambassador. She's always thinking the best, not just for us, but all interactions, everything that we experience in our life. And we not only become more productive and we not only become more capable of handling the difficulties in life because she set all these examples But we have a passion now. We have a passion to go forth in our life and to live our life in such a way that it is beneficial to the people that we come across. That we are a positive influence 
in our schools. We're a positive influence in our workplaces. We're a positive influence in our families. Our moms teach us how to be ambassadors. She taught us by going to those PTO meetings. She taught us by volunteering in the clubs and activities and the, and the ball games. She taught us how to reach out and interact with other people in an effective and positive fashion. And probably, in most cases, within the context of the church, she probably taught you how to be an ambassador for Christ. How to help somebody you're in relationship with find out that Jesus still changes lives in the 21st century. That in 2022, this Monday, when things are bad at work and when everything's difficult and everything's hard, you can trust in Jesus to help you. When you've made mistakes that seem beyond any kind of recompense or reconciliation, you can remember God's love, God's forgiveness is always accessible and is so plenteous, so large and so extensive that it's always available. More than anything, our moms help us. Our godly moms help us be ambassadors for the most important cause on the face of the earth. Free life and eternal life through Jesus. We are messengers of hope and our moms help us understand the role of being ambassadors. So we're going we're gonna to leave out of here in just a moment. Our band's going to come and play and we're going to close out the service and we're going to sing and rejoice about the assurance we have from God. And I believe in most circumstances, we have the opportunity to be thankful for a grandmother, for a mother, for a wife. We have the opportunity to be thankful for the ladies who influenced us, not simply to be better people, but ultimately to be better Christ followers. Moms, thank you.